Hello, my name is Emma Johns. I am with West Virginia University. We are studying bluegrass music and music in Appalachia. We listen to High Lonesome, the story of bluegrass music on YouTube. And we are talking about it currently in this podcast. Bluegrass music started a variety of different ways. Um, For different regions, it started different ways. Some started by singing with the family. Some started singing cultures mixed at work. Um, Some started at gatherings and things like that. For family, bluegrass music was played after the workday, after the people were done making food, and they were trying to settle down for the evening. They would go out and sit on their porch if it was nice out and just sing together as a family. A lot of people have that as some of their best memories from their youth. Some of the instruments used by families included fiddles, banjos, um, some washboards, kind of just whatever harmonicas, kind of just whatever they could find around the house. Some even didn't use instruments, they just sang. Bluegrass music was also formed by the working class, mainly on the railroad and logging companies, which I thought was really cool because that is something that is really prominent in West Virginia. Um, I actually got the opportunity to go on Adventure West Virginia a few years ago, and we went to Cass, which is a train ride up the mountain where they used to log for trees. And we got to see how they would carry the logs down the mountain and how they would live. We took some time to learn about their social lives. They used bluegrass music in their social gatherings as well as while they were working up in the mountain. It kept their spirits going and their morals alive while they lived up there for months at a time. This really made their work more enjoyable for them. They were able to listen to the stories of the bluegrass music as they continued their work. Bluegrass music has been played at large gatherings for many, many years. Now, bluegrass music is often played at festivals. There's entire festivals devoted straight to bluegrass music. Square dances have always been a large gathering that bluegrass music has traditionally been played at. Square dances, many people came from all over the county to enjoy the music and dance with friends and family. I actually was first introduced to bluegrass music at square dances. Um, My county does quite a few square dances throughout the year. Some of the major ones happen at like our county fair. And then we have during the winter barn dances that happen a few times a month that people pay to go dance to music for a few hours a night. Um, These are actually some of my favorite times of the year. It's just a time of gathering that people from the county can get caught up on what's been happening in people's lives. Um, It's also kind of a tradition thing. My parents actually met square dancing. Then they like included their friends and then I got my friends included. And it's just a great time. 
I really like square dancing music because it's just bluegrass music and then they add a story but they also tell you how to dance the music so it's a lot easier form of dance than some because you're being told step-by-step instructions square dancing was something used in both the large cities and in the countrysides at gatherings um people brought it to the cities because the farming industry had suddenly dropped and more people started to move from the country to the city life and started to work at factories factories then started having gatherings like after work musicians could get extra money for performing at those gatherings and a lot of times those gatherings would be things like square dancing or comedy productions or other forms of entertainment that often involved music. Those productions were often played on live radio to listeners in the rural country. I'm going to play a section of the video that talks about those productions. Product manufacturers sponsored live radio programs directed at rural markets, where pitchmen delivered commercials between live musical acts. Barn dances gave paying jobs to young musicians who worked in factories and played part-time in string bands. Yes, sir, friends. We're going to have to get some couples on the floor now, and it's time for everybody to have a lot of fun, so get your partner and let's go to town. Everybody on the floor, swing around and couple floor. Take your corner, lady's hand. Swing around, she's looking grand. Turn her loose and swing your own. With these live productions that were broadcasted on the radio, um, many people heard the type of music that were being played and started to also pick up what they were playing in their own music. The bluegrass music then started to transform other types of music and people started to play their instruments Differently making different sounds that rang throughout the bluegrass music. People started playing instruments different ways. Some would strum upwards, some would strum downwards. That started to make a definition between artists. Musicians often started with a singular group to form their own sound and then would branch off into separate musical groups to be able to make to be able to use their previous sound mixed with a new sound. I'm going to play a clip from the video that greatly displays this. Monroe encouraged each band member to develop their own style within his tight structure.
is like a school of music. Learn it right, learn the timing of it. Don't get it so fast that there's nothing there but just the speeding of the music. Keep your timing right. The rhythm, the feeling of the music, it's got to be there. Two, the impact of Monroe's music was felt across the South as string bands began to emulate his striking new sound. In 1948, Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs left Monroe to form their own band, the Foggy Mountain Boys. After Flatt and Scruggs' departure, a wave of country musicians, including former bluegrass boys, formed bands and carried on Monroe's sound. Eventually, old-time bluegrass music started to fade with the popularity of rock and roll made by Elvis Presley. He had the new sound that was electrifying to his listeners. Country music then started to try and mimic the sound to keep up with the industry. Country music started to fade away from acoustic instruments and started playing with electric instruments. This made a smooth sound that appealed to the rock and roll fans. From then on, traditional bluegrass music has decreased in popularity from where it once was. Thank you for listening to my first ever podcast on the bluegrass music from the Appalachian region.